Thank you, wonderful church family. That's it for our Lifehouse announcements today. Now over to Alex, Greg, Lee, and James for today's message. Hey team, thank you so much for that great video and for those announcements. Okay, what we're going to do now is we're going to bring you the word, but all four of us are going to be sharing, starting with Alex, then Greg, then Lee, and then myself. And it's just symbolic of what God's doing and bringing us all together, and we all wanted to encourage and build up the church together. Good morning, Lifehouse Church. It is a true joy and honor to be with you this morning to celebrate the coming together of our churches. We praise God for his leading and his guidance in bringing us together to advance God's kingdom. And definitely at this time, I just want to really acknowledge James and Lee, our fearless leaders, and thank them just genuine uh, gratitude for their encouragement and their support and their partnership over all these years, and especially now as we come together as one church to advance God's, God's kingdom. We believe that God is bringing revival in each of our hearts and in our church and in our city and in our country and the world. And I'm so excited uh, that the Lord has joined us together. And we are absolutely convinced that God has an incredible plan and purpose for each and every one of us as we boldly follow the Spirit's leading into God's life and promises for us. God is building his church in a powerful way and what a joy and a privilege it is to partner with him in this together. I so look forward to getting to know each and every one of you and for our churches to come together as one. So thank you so much for welcoming us, welcoming us with open arms and now I'll pass it on to Greg. Thanks, Alex. Uh, as she already mentioned, on behalf of all of us from Arise, we want to thank all of you from Lifehouse, uh, James and Lee, and the rest of the leadership, the congregation, that even at this time where we're physically distancing ourselves from one another, we feel so loved and so a part of uh, this family. So thank you for that. And uh, we really look forward to celebrating in person. This morning, uh, the Lord just laid on my heart scripture for us today, and I just want to read that uh, quickly from John chapter 17, verses 23 to 26. It says this, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. As I prayed about what the Lord would have me share, I just felt God speaking of this thing of unity. And as you look through John chapter 17, four times in this passage, Jesus prays for his disciples and then for us as the church that we might be one. In verse 11, he says that they may be one. In verse 21, he says that they may all be one. In verse 22, that they may be one. In verse 23, that they may become perfectly one. And it's not just together in name or physically, but it's of one heart, of one mind, perfectly one. 
I don't know about you, but for me, that, that's hard to wrap my head around. It's hard to grasp this concept of being perfectly one. But that is God's prayer for us as believers. I was reading recently in uh, his commentary, The Bible in One Year, uh, Nicky Gumbel, he talks about John chapter 17, and he, he gives these four M's of unity that are expressed here in John 17. And I just want to highlight three of them really quickly. The first one he talks about is the motive of unity. And, and the motive of unity, the reason why we're coming together, ultimately, it's not for us it's not for Lifehouse, it's for the Lord. It's for His glory. And we see this from the very beginning of John chapter 17. Jesus talks about the Father glorifying Him as the Son. And that's what this is all about. It's about us giving Jesus all the glory that is due His name and seeing His glory go out to the ends of the earth. Uh, in verse 23, the motive for the unity, it really, it really is this. Jesus is praying and he says, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. The reason why we're coming together ultimately is to fulfill the Great Commission. He's called us to go and what he's called us to do is as going out and making disciples of all nations is not something that we can actually accomplish on our own. It requires partnership. One of the questions that I'm often asking myself is this, how are we going to see a city saved? How, how are we going to see the city of Mississauga, the GTA, come to know Jesus? And I feel like we have a word from the Lord that God, that we're going to see that. And, and you know, I think, I, I think there's some keys in that. I mean, one is definitely prayer and, and just you know, praying for the Spirit of God to go before us and to go out and to convict hearts and, you know, to prepare soil. Two is obviously the proclamation of the gospel and that laborers would be sent out and that the harvest would come in. But I think another critical component is what we see here in Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17. It's this thing of unity. He prays that we might be one. And through that, that the world would know that the world would know Him, and that the world would know that they're loved by Him. In, uh, in Acts chapter 2, Luke paints a picture of, of the early church having all things in common. There was no one needy among them. There was many, the Bible says there were many signs and wonders being done at the hands of the apostles. And he says that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's why unity is so important. That's why we're coming together. It's so that the world may know. That's the motive for unity. The means for unity is really this. Secondly, in verse 23, Jesus says, he prays, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. What we're talking about in terms of unity is not, not us striving uh, to come together, not us compromising in, in what what we have or, or what we believe so that we'll come together, but in us surrendering to the work of the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, unity is something that is a work of the Holy Spirit, it's something that we already have and we already share in Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is there to unite us together. Ephesians 4 verse 3 to 6, Paul talks uh, about this unity. He says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. 
He says there's one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who's over all and through all and in all. The spirit is the one that unites us together. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit. It's something that we already have. And our job as believers is to, is to really recognize the Spirit's leading in our lives and to live out of a place of surrender. The same Spirit that's in me is the same Spirit that's in James, is the same Spirit that's in Lee and Alex and every single one of us as believers in Christ. And as we live out of a place of surrender as disciples of Jesus Christ, we, we experience that oneness that we have in Christ. Uh, thirdly, the third M is this, is the mark of unity. And in verse 26, uh, it says, Jesus says, I made known to them your name, and I will continue, I will continue uh, to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The love, the mark of unity, how we can tell that we're living out of a place of unity is that we're experiencing the fruit of God's Spirit within our life, especially this thing of love. Right? And Jesus prays that that same love that exists between the Father and that, that He has for the Son and for the Spirit is the same love that we would experience for one another. Last night as I was praying, I was, just, uh, I was asking the Lord uh, to really speak what's His word for us as a church. And one of the things that I felt God clearly speaking is this. I am building. I am building. And... and one of the things that, that, that I hear in that is the fact that it's his church, and I'm reminded that it's his, it, he's the one that does the, does the work. He's the one that goes before us. He's the one that prepares the way. He's the one that, that brings us together. He's the one that works about his work amongst us. Our job is to surrender to his leading and to his work within us. And what's he building? I mean, at the end of the day, he's building us together in him. And that's what this is about. I'm reminded of the scripture where Paul says in Ephesians 4, verse 15 to 16. He says, instead, speaking the truth in love, the mark of unity, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And I feel like God is, God is building something with us. God is building us together up in Him, in love. And you know, uh, right now in the area that we live in Mississauga, there's all kinds of buildings that are, that are going up. And it's fun to walk around and to think about what's this going to look like? And what's going to be here? Is this going to be uh, another, another dentist office? Or is this going to be a, a, a realtor shop? Or is this going to be you know, some, a, a new restaurant with amazing food? I don't know, what's it going to be like? Right? And I like to think about that for us as a church and coming together, what he's building with us. I don't think any of us has the full picture right now. Every, every one of us can have, have a part to play in that, right? But I know, I know this, that what God is building with us is something unique. It's something powerful. And it's something that's effective because we're coming together as one. And I just want to close with this because I think... Um, one of the things that's really important in this season is, is that we really go after this thing of love. That we, that we follow the Spirit's leading and being built up in love 
for one another, as we get to know one another, as, as family. And, and I know at times for me, it's, it can be challenging uh, to figure out and to know how to love that, that other person. Sometimes fear can creep in where I, where I just go, oh man, I don't know if, if this is how they need to be loved or if this is what I should be doing or, you know, and, and sometimes fear can hold me back. But I think what's really key for us is that we live in his love for us. He's loved us with a perfect everlasting love and we, we get into that place of abiding in his love. And out of that place, we just allow the Holy Spirit to just speak to our hearts to put people on our hearts. And even in this time, you know, God can, God can put a name on your heart. God can bring a person to memory. God can, God can give you a, a nudge or a, an encouragement of how you, you can love somebody right now and of how we together can be built up in his love. And so I just want to encourage us with that church. God is building something and uh, he's building us together in love and it's going to be amazing. And through this, the world is going to know the world is going to know who he is and that they are loved by him. So thank you for, again, accepting us and embracing us into the Lifehouse family. And I'm going to pass it over to Lee. That was a wonderful encouragement, Greg. Thank you so much. And the word that I um, have to share with us today is very much in line with what Greg was highlighting. And I just love how God does that. And it actually illustrates exactly the point that I feel to encourage us with this morning. So in 1 Peter 2.9, Peter actually says to us, You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. We are the priesthood of all believers. And actually, we are already joined because all of us as believers from Arise and from Lifehouse are all part of God's family already. The wonderful thing is that God joins us. We are united in him. He is our father and the Holy Spirit has joined us together as one. The priesthood of all believers is such a key concept for us in this time. And as Greg shared, our lives are to be a proclamation of God's glory. Our very lives are designed to declare to the world around us the glory and the majesty, the brilliance and, and just the magnificence of our God and how powerful and loving and amazing he truly is. We all have unique giftings and abilities and it's really crucial that we understand that every one of those abilities and giftings are needed within the body of Christ. We have an integral role to play, every single one of us. And I want to encourage us this morning to our friends from Arise and Lifehouse. There is no place in the body of Christ for spectatorship. The Holy Spirit has uniquely gifted every single one of us and has created a unique and specific position and role for us to take up. And every single one of us is necessary and needed in the body of Christ. Paul says that we cannot say of one another, I have no need of you. It's absolutely essential that we understand, and especially at this time, as these two communities are joining together, 
Every single one of us has a role to play. God has designed it that way. And just because the two communities are joining as one, none of that changes. So my encouragement to all of our friends, both from Arise and from Lifehouse, is do not hold back. Now, I have a testimony and a story that actually illustrates this, and it happened to me this week. So on Monday, I kicked my baby toe against a, a mini rebounder trampoline that we have at our house, and I fractured my toe. I fractured many toes, unfortunately, in the past, and so I knew that from the extent of the bruising and the, the swelling that it was likely fractured. The pain was significant, I couldn't put any weight on my foot, and it was quite devastating. Uh, by Tuesday morning, I still could not put weight on my foot. It was very painful, but my beautiful friends uh, during our Lifehouse staff meeting prayed for my toe, and we were really just trusting for expedited healing, just for a, a rapid, supernatural healing to take place. And by Wednesday, I was able to get my foot into a shoe, I was able to put weight on it, and I was able to walk around with just a slight limp. And I know from previous injuries that toes don't heal that quickly. So I'm so grateful to God. That really is just a testimony to his healing power and to the privilege of having praying friends that will gather around in your time of need and trust God and exercise their faith to see God at work. So I'm really, really grateful for that. But why it's an illustration of this point is that when we as the body of Christ are not all functioning in the role and the position that the Holy Spirit has uniquely crafted for us, we cause the body to limp because no one else can take the place that you're supposed to take. No one else can bring what you have been uniquely created to bring to the body. And so I really do encourage you, don't hold back. Don't be a spectator in this time. Don't allow fear or the unknown to cause you to shrink back or to hold back in any way. We don't want to cause the body to limp because we haven't taken up a role. I was limping because my little toe was broken. It wasn't functioning the way that it should. And it actually had an impact on my entire body. And we are meant to work together. Greg spoke about it. Every single part of the body is necessary so that the whole body can join together in unity and be built up and can actually fulfill the mandate that Jesus Christ has for us to fulfill. So my encouragement is let's take hold of this word, let's step into the fullness of what God has for us, and let's celebrate the fact that he has joined us together. And you know, some of the prophetic words that we have been given at Lifehouse, and I'm aware of some of the prophetic words that God has spoken over the Arise community as well, these words speak about the fact that we are a people who have been called by God to reach those that don't yet know him, to equip those that do know him, to live in the fullness of what they've been created to live in, and then to resource many other communities as well so that they can flourish and grow and fulfill the mandate that God has for them. We are meant to have an impact, not just in the city, but in this region and then in the nations of the world. And so as I hand over to James, 
I hope that you've been encouraged this morning and I want to encourage you that whether you are from Arise or from Lifehouse, whether you are young or old, whether you are a brand new believer or very mature in your walk with Christ, there is a role for you to play and a position for you to take up at this time. And with all my heart, I encourage you to do so. Well, thanks, Lee and Alex and Greg. That was just such an incredible words that you've shared with us this morning. There really isn't a whole lot more for me to say, so I'm going to keep it really short for us. Uh, but what I want to do is just bring something together that binds us all together. And, and what binds us working together well when we talk about unity is that we approach this with humility. And the best scripture that uh, I have to share with us on that is from Philippians 2, starting at verse 1, and where Paul writes, he says, Therefore, if, any of, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you, to the interests of others. And this is the reality of the entire body of Christ, but especially with what God's doing with us coming together as one community, is that we would come together humbly, we'd be looking to each other's interests, we'd be not going, what's in it for me, but we'd be saying, okay, how in, are we going to be humble together under Jesus and come together to build his kingdom, to reach the city, to reach this region? That's what God's call on each and every one of us. He's gifted each and every one of us. We've heard today how we're to walk together, be united together. And so let's do that from a place of humility and a place of surrender to Jesus. We wanna remember he is the head of the church. And so our surrender is first and foremost to him. But if we are truly surrendered to Jesus, then we're gonna be surrendered to one another. We're gonna be walking in humility together. We're not gonna be looking to our own interests, but we're gonna be saying, okay, Lord, how together are we gonna serve you and build your kingdom in this city? That's why we're here. It's what we're all here for. We're to build one another up. We're to encourage one another. We're to help each other excel and become who we're meant to be in God. But it's the amazing thing of the kingdom, which is the absolute opposite thing of the world. When we're in the kingdom of God, we become who we're meant to be in God by humbling ourselves, humbling ourselves before Jesus and, and, and serving and being and loving and just doing what he has called each and every one of us to do. It's an amazing work that Jesus is doing and bringing us together. It's required humility on all our parts in order to bring us together. And I believe this is just the beginning of what God's doing with our churches and how he's going to reach the city, how he's going to reach this region. And it's exciting for all of us to be able to partner together to do this. He's called each and every one of us, and we all have a part to play. I just want to encourage us, let none of us in this season, it's been such a different season where we're all separated in homes. But increasingly, God's going to be calling us to be together again. As it gets safer and safer and as different restrictions are lifted, we're going to be called to be coming together. And I just want to encourage you, like not one of you say, oh, I don't have a part in this or I don't have a part to play. Each one of us does. And none of us is called to be sitting at home and just doing church by ourselves at home. None of us is called to, to be isolated. We're called to be building together, to be encouraging one another. And so we've got to be willing to just check our hearts, surrender our hearts. There's no performance here. 
You know, even you know, especially for those of you that arise as you're coming into Lifehouse, I want you not to be afraid. You have no one to impress and no one's going to be judging you. You're here. You've got a place. We're all coming together and we are all, we all are bringing a gift and a talent to this amazing thing that God is doing. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm encouraged. I can't wait to see what God is going to do through each and every one of us, how we're all going to be strengthened together and how we all get to build together here. Again, Alex, Greg Lee, thank you for sharing such an amazing word today. And Lifehouse, I'll be sharing the word next week with us. It's, uh, it's just it's a privilege with what God's doing. And uh, I just can't wait for everything he will do in the weeks forward and months ahead.